Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today is episode 996, and we're looking at Mark chapter 14, verses 32 through 42. Let's read the passage. Then they came to a place named Gethsemane, and he told his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and began to be deeply distressed and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and stay awake. He went a little further, fell to the ground, and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you stay awake one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once again, he went away and prayed, saying the same thing. And again, he came and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. They did not know what to say to him. They came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The time has come. See, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. See, my betrayer is near. This is the Gospel of Mark. We're in the latter part of the Gospel in Jerusalem for the final week of Jesus' life. They entered Jerusalem on Sunday with the triumphal entry. Then Monday he came into Jerusalem and chased the people buying and selling things out of the temple. Tuesday he came into the temple area, was challenged by a variety of people trying to trip him up. And then afterwards, we had the Olivet Discourse, Jesus teaching about the destruction of the temple and his second coming. Then on Wednesday, we had the plot to kill Jesus, and then his anointing at Bethany. Then Thursday, Judas conspiring with the religious leaders to betray Jesus. Then they gathered for the Passover meal, the Last Supper. We saw the announcement of the betrayal, and then we saw the Lord's Supper within the context of the Passover meal. And they went out to the Mount of Olives. And on the way, he said that you will all fall away from me. Now we pick it up on the Mount of Olives late Thursday evening. Verse 32. Then they came to a place named Gethsemane. And he told his disciples, sit here while I pray. So Gethsemane is a transliteration from Hebrew that basically means oil press. So it was probably an olive garden. And that became the name of it, oil press, because there was probably an olive oil press there. He tells his disciples, sit here while I pray. So he tells the majority of the disciples to stay, that he's going to go ahead to pray. But verse 33, he took Peter, James, and John with him. And he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. He said to them, I am deeply grieved. The point of death, remain here and stay awake. So he tells the main group of disciples, Judas is not with them, so there's 11, and he takes three with him and leaves the remaining group behind. He takes Peter, James, and John with him. Now this is this inner circle. They're the only ones present when Jesus raised the daughter of Jairus from the dead. They were the ones present at the Mount of Transfiguration. So he's take them with him because they are his trusted inner circle, and he needs their spiritual support, their relational support, as he 
goes through this final time leading up to the cross? Or does it have to do that it was just very recently that Peter said, I will never fall away from you. Doesn't matter what anybody else does, I will stick with you to the point of death. And earlier, it was James and John who had approached Jesus and said, we want to sit on your right left hands when you come into your kingdom. Jesus said, are you able to drink the cup that I drink? They said, we can. So it was because of that, he's brought this particular group along. It's hard to say. Mark doesn't tell us, but he does take this inner circle with him. He's gone there to pray. And we see the the deep troubling emotion. It says, began to be deeply distressed and troubled. Then he tells them, I'm deeply grieved to the point of death. So he's upset. He's nervous about what's going on and wants their support. So remain here and stay awake. Now, what are they supposed to do? Well, they're supposed to be praying. Verse 35, he went a little further, fell to the ground, prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. So he's praying and he asks, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he also says, take this cup away from me. Now, the hour would refer to what is happening. The cup, in the Old Testament, the cup is often used symbolically for the wrath of God. Using it in this context, the cup is going to be what he's going to face on the cross. And so when he talks about the hour and the cup, he's really talking about the same thing. He's talking about what he's facing, the suffering and death. And what's going on here? This shows his humility. Jesus is a human. He is God, yes. But he is also a human. And he has the same emotions, the same issues that humans face. He's not going to go and feel no pain. No, he's going to go and feel a lot of pain. And he knows that. But it's bigger than that. Yes, he is going to be scourged. He's going to be beaten nearly to death. He's going to be hung on a cross for an incredibly humiliating, painful, terrible death. But even bigger than that, he's taking the sins of the world upon himself. And he's going to experience separation from the Father. The first part, the scourging and the cross, a lot of Christians have faced those persecutions, those executions, that kind of death. But nobody has ever taken the sins of the world upon them. And so that is even a bigger horror than what he's facing with just the physical pain, the physical death. Then the separation from the Father. How's that all work with the Trinity? All I can say is it's a mystery. But Jesus is going to experience that somehow. And for him, the Son of God, to experience separation from God the Father is an incredibly terrible thing. So this is showing his humanity of what he knows he's facing. But nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Verse 37, then he came and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you stay awake for one hour? Stay awake and pray so that you won't enter into temptation. 
The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Notice he asks them to pray for themselves, not for him. It seems he's taking them along for moral support, but they fall asleep. They're tired. And he's telling them now, well, don't just pray for me. You better pray for yourself because you guys are facing some tough times. He's already told them they're going to fall away. And they've all said, no, we won't. And so he's telling them, pray that you don't succumb to temptation. Verse 39, once again, he went away and prayed, saying the same thing. And again, he came and found them sleeping because they could not keep their eyes open. They did not know what to say to him. They don't have any excuse. He says, are you guys still sleeping? And well, yeah, we are. What are you going to say? Verse 41. And he came a third time and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The time has come. See, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up. Let's go. See, my betrayer is near. So he comes back. Apparently it's three times. He goes away, spends time praying, comes back and finds them sleeping. And then he comes back this final time, this third time. He says, enough. That could also be translated, it is fulfilled. He's basically saying, okay, our time of prayer is over. We have done what we came to do. It's time to go. He says, get up, let's go. Now, they're not going away. They're going to meet Judas and the mob has come to arrest him. He says, the time has come. Now, the word gets translated as time in verse 41. It's the Greek word aura. It's the same word up in verse 35. If it were possible, the hour might pass from him. So there he's praying that the hour might pass. Now he's saying the hour is here. It is time. And so enough. We're done. The time of prayer is over. It's time to move on now to my suffering and death and that will begin with my betrayal so see my betrayer is near so it's late thursday night the passover meal starts after sunset and then it goes it's supposed to be over by midnight how late did theirs go we don't know how long does it take to walk across the kidred valley up to the garden of gethsemane it's a good walk and now how long have they actually been there jesus seems to have spent three hours in prayer. So it is probably very late Thursday night, probably even past midnight into Friday morning at this point in time. And so we're beginning the now the events of his arrest, trial, and execution. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.